Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Our gospel passage for this week is Mark chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Here ends our gospel passage. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but it is not much of a leap for me to imagine John the Baptist as one of our own here in Montana. I mean, think about it. He was sort of an ancient mountain man, clothed in camel hide and with a leather belt, eating bugs for sustenance and using wild honey for dressing. It is pretty easy to envision him living over in the Swan Valley, camped amidst the trees, living off squirrels and huckleberries, protesting society and how the government and church leaders are just a brood of vipers waiting to poison us all. While what, you know, quote-unquote wilderness looks like between ancient Palestine and modern western Montana are distinctly different, the folks that inhabit our wilderness areas and John the Baptist have a lot in common. There's something about being a man on the margins that emboldens one to speak against society, its systems, and those at the center of it all. There is also something about wilderness that seems to fit men like John the Baptist more than the people who were flocking from Jerusalem to hear what he had to say. Go to the woods or the desert, and you are likely to encounter prophets who are a little off their rocker and hell-bent against the status quo. Yet, crazy as he may seem, John the Baptist is the prophet that God chose to pave the way in the wilderness for the coming of the Messiah. The advent of our Lord's incarnation on earth is wrapped up inextricably with this outlandish prophet in the desert. John's rebuke of the powers that be led Jerusalemites to question if the temple priests and scribes really were all that they said that they were. John's railing against how the Judean leaders sold their own people out in service to Rome opened those people's hearts and minds to question whether their way was God's way. John's locust-flavored invectives led the people to doubt their present circumstances while paving the way for them to recognize that God had better things in store. 
John was like a mountain man that was strangely popular with city folk for speaking the truth out loud that others only whispered in their hearts. In doing so, John fulfilled the prophetic words that we find in Isaiah 40. See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. While the Israelites were still in captivity in Babylon some 500 years earlier, this prophecy came to the writer of this passage for telling of one who would cry out from the wilderness and demand that the people prepare for God's anointed one. Isaiah saw that God would redeem the people from their oppression and would use a voice like John's to declare what God was up to in the world. He did not appear as a random man from nowhere to nowhere. No, he was sent and directed by God to be where he was and to do what he did. And what did John do? First and foremost, he baptized people. Go figure. The guy remembered as John the Baptist actually did the work he is named for. Yet, his baptisms had significant differences than the sacramental work that we do in our church these days. We baptize folks of all ages in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, believing that God claims us as children of heaven through the sacred waters of our rebirth for all eternity. John, on the other hand, baptized people as a commitment of repentance and purification for better things to come. His work was all about turning the people's hearts around to recognize that they needed to repent of who they had been so that they might be ready for the embrace of our Savior who would change them into the people that God desires us to be. His baptisms of repentance paved the way for our ultimate baptisms in the kingdom of heaven. The sacred work that Jesus Christ does through water and the word in churches all across the world to this day. John did more than that, though. As he stood out as this loud voice crying out from the emptiness of wilderness and drew crowds in the process, he pointed to one greater than himself. He said, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. John attracted great attention and had significant influence over all the people living in Jerusalem and the Judean countryside. But he declared that the focus he drew to himself was only to point to the one greater than him, Jesus of Nazareth. John was a pretty big deal, but the only reason he did what he did was to get the people to wake up, open their eyes, and be ready for Christ who was soon coming. His whole purpose in stepping out into the limelight and being a thorn in Herod's side, among others, was to get people to look to somebody else and prepare their hearts to receive him. 
While it is easy to imagine John the Baptist hanging out as a mountain man in western Montana in the 21st century, it is much more difficult to think of someone in our time gaining massive celebrity only to give it all away and use that celebrity to make someone else famous. With the advent of social media and viral content, it seems like there is no end to the number of celebrities rising up among us these days. Quote unquote, influencers, as they have come to be called, now arise from all corners of the world and do so by garnering more and more attention for themselves, for their ideas, and for their images. So far as I have seen, nobody becomes an influencer by doing what John the Baptist did and use his energy to make Jesus famous before he even started his own ministry. John was like a movie star using all his appearances and fame to get people to watch somebody else's movie. Kind of crazy when you think about it. But that is what John the Baptist did. He worked to make Jesus famous ahead of time so that when people finally did see him, they were able to recognize him as someone special and more than just another guy. So, as we look ahead to our Christmas celebrations, when we remember Christ born among us, we also remember that his way into our hearts and minds was paved by the rantings and ravings, calls for repentance and confession, and other prophetic work of John the Baptist. In our preparations for Christmas, he seems one of the most unlikely figures to be remembering this week. Camel hide, locusts, and wild honey don't exactly remind us of eggnog, sugar cookies, and stocking stuffers. Yet John's is precisely the voice we need to hear again and again this time of year, because he heralds us to open our eyes anew and see that God is on the move. No longer are we defined by our sins and our brokenness. We are now defined by God's gracious forgiveness and the healing and wholeness that comes with it. No longer are we imprisoned to forces of death and darkness. We are now set free to live as children of God, claimed and named forever in the kingdom through our baptisms. No longer are we stuck waiting in despair, for we know that Christ has come and Christ will come again to set everything right once and for all. John the Baptist really did prepare the way for God to come among us. And may our ears be opened once again to the voice of this one crying out in the desert thousands of years ago, reminding us that God does great things among us still. And may the peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. 
Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.